John chapter 14 and verse 6 and 17. I'm so glad I'm alive in this time of life. Because we're the last generation that's going to see the coming of the Lord. Now get those cameras rolling, somebody. I want the best person to roll the camera because I don't want my pictures to be out of whack here. Some of you are professional at this and some of you are catching on. John 14 and verse 6 and 17. Jesus said unto him, I am the way. Say it with me. I am the, the truth and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. By the way, he's talking about himself. He's with you. He's calling himself a spirit. He says, I am the way, I am the truth. Right? They said, in the spirit of truth, that the world cannot receive. Let me see them. The world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not, neither what? Knoweth him. But you know him. For he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Now, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. And Jesus said, I am the way. That means Jesus Christ is the Holy Ghost. I am with you, and I shall be in you. It's the Holy Ghost that's in us. Now, the world cannot receive Him, because it see Him not, and knoweth Him not. The word know it means continuously not knowing Him. But you know Him. For He, not them, he dwelleth or live with you and shall be in you. Now we say it this way. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you. Now, I want to talk to you about what is truth. Now, what is truth? What is truth? In the book of John 16 and verse 7 and 13. It was Pilate who asked Jesus, what is truth? What is truth? Now, the best common explanation I heard, a preacher says, tell it like it is. Just tell it like it is. Now, folks, if you follow that recipe of tell it like it is, you won't have too many people in churches. Huh. And you wouldn't have any friends. That's why they said, always keep your enemies close to you. And keep your friends far from you. Because your enemy is going to tell you things you don't want to hear. But they're going to point out your real problems. And your friends will not tell you what's wrong with you. Because they don't want to hurt your feelings. So they'll hide the truth. And they'll disguise it and not tell you the truth about what's wrong with you. Now, there is a man called Ahab. I was taken today by the Ahab while I was getting ready for church. 
Ahab had a problem. He had 450 men that told him what he wanted to hear. And one man who told him what he needed to hear. Well, what, where do you think his love was? His acceptance was? He rejected the man that told him what he needed to hear. And accepted the man that told him, the man that told him what he wanted to hear. Now, which one was truthful? And which one would be fruitful in the end? Obviously, those who told him what he wanted to hear lied to him. And those who told what he needed to hear told the truth. And he rejected that. I was thinking the first person that died in Pentecost was Ananias and Sapphira. And the message that Peter said was, Why did you lie to the Holy Ghost? So God is particular about truth. God loves truth. David says he wanted truth in the inward part of us. You've got to be honest about what you're saying and what you're doing in deeds and words and actions. And so they lied and they died. It was an unnecessary death because there was no need to lie. They gave God a part and told him they gave him all. It's like people who lie on tithe offerings. You know, they do it all the time. I don't know why they do that, but I'm scared to death of doing that in case it bothered me at the end of life. But, you know, they put take off tithe and they find dollars, ten dollars. Now, tithe in my Bible says is gross ten percent. That's not gross, by the way. It's, I'm a gross personified gross. But it means gross earning. And some people give it ten dollars and that's tithe. And they play that game. Now, that's a lie. It's an implied lie. It's a situational lie. And it's best not to do it at all than to do that part and make a mockery of God. But that's not where I'm going. I'm trying to tell you here. Jesus, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go to the way, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I'll send him unto you. Howbeit when he, when he, the Spirit of Truth, is come, right? When he is come, what will he do? He will show you things to come. Now, that's not Muhammad, please. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. Verse 18 says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Right? He says, I will come to you. I will not leave you comfortless. The Holy Ghost says that. All right? In John 14, 18, he says that. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. I'll come to you. All right? Now, in Acts 26, 25, here's what Paul says about truth. He said, but he said, I'm not mad, Festus, but speak the words of what? Truth and what? Soberness. But unfortunately, people are not interested in truth. What are they interested in? Changed truth. Change up the truth. If you do that, you're lying. Romans 1 and verse 18 and 25. For the wrath of God revealed from heaven against all ungodliness 
and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. In other words, you know the truth, but you're not telling it. You know the truth, but you're not sharing it, and you hid it, and you hide it. Right? Of course, you're going to cause damage if you do that. Verse 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie? Those here. Now, how can you do that, folks? How can I change the truth of God into a lie? Well, take a walk down the Garden of Eden. I mean, the devil did that, didn't he? He put the word not in a sentence. It changed the truth into a lie. Because we're still dying. Right? So he distorted truth and said, you won't die. And God said, you will die. Then said, you shall not die. So you see in verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever and ever. Amen. You don't know this, but there are many preachers who know the truth. I'm not talking about false preachers. I mean real preachers who know the truth. But let's say commercialism or the sake of membership or the sake of other personal interest reasons, they will not tell the truth because the truth become offensive. And the truth may cause them economical downturn <laughs> or, you know, infamy. But we read in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 10, go there, in verse 10 and 12 and 13, it says that, that, that there's a man coming with all deceivableness. Most of the folks deceive mean what you're looking at, you think it is, but it's not. To deceive me, you have to show me something that's not is and cause me to believe it is. That means you're very sharp. You're very cute. What you're doing? Because you got me to believe in something that's not true. That means you totally messed me up. What I'm looking at is not what it really is. With all the silverness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Listen now. How about the Antichrist? Because those who are going to perish receive not a love of the truth that they might be saved. We've got people breaking the Ten Commandments on every level and still claim Christianity. The opposite don't love truth. Or some said, Pastor, I don't want to hear that. My mind's made up. Don't confuse me with the facts. <laughs> I'm on my way doing what I'm doing. I'm okay. A love for the truth means I don't welcome truth. I don't acknowledge it. I don't want to receive it. Tell me smooth things. Tell me pleasing platitude. Tickle my ear. Let us feel good. Give us a service that's short, sweet, and spicy. Tell us everything going to be all. Tell me there's no hell. There's no heaven. Right? Verse 12. That they all might be damned, God said. I some strong delusion. That they all might be damned. Delusion means they believe a lie. Are you with me? They have faith in a lie. Who believe not the truth. Truth. But have pleasure in unrighteousness. For example, marriage. Abortion. And a whole of other things. Creation. People choose not to love that truth and ignore that truth and still trying to figure out where we came from. Not that they don't know 
the Bible says where we came from. But that's just ignored. It's not acceptable to them. So they act as if it doesn't exist. And God says, I will allow them to do that, but be damned by letting them believe a lie. That's what happened to Ahab. Ahab was on a strong delusion that he could restore Rahab, uh, Ramoth Gilead because he refused the truth and bought into a lie. But God says, you are going to be saved. Why? Because the belief of the truth. You're not more richer than they are or better than they are. The difference is your response to truth. When you hear truth, do you reject it? Do you receive it? Are you mad over it? Or do you welcome it? God said they have not a love for the truth. God said they have no love for truth. And God said they change the truth into a lie. And so God said, He, God, send them strong delusion. Now, delusion is not from the devil, it's from, from God. Well, how will that be? A lying spirit will come and talk to them. And convince them. A lying wonder. A lot of miracles are happening in many crusades. People are talking in tongues, it's not of God. People are having healing, so-called. Well, we know it. The Bible says, with all deceivableness. Now, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 5. It said, We're living in a world where men are corrupt in their minds and destitute. What does that mean, destitute? The absence of truth. Destitute of truth. Suppose that Gain is godliness, the mighty dollar. Hello? From such withdrawal of self. Second Timothy two fifteen. Go there. We're told that we should rightly divide the word of truth. How? Study the word and then rightly divide that word, right? However, verse eighteen says some concerning the truth have erred. So you can err from truth. Or you could embrace truth. Are you with me? And when they did that, they overthrew the faith of some. But you and me, God grant us repentance by the acknowledging of truth. For example, water baptism. Some sprinkle, some pour, some say don't need any more. And all these different beliefs. They all can't be right. They all can end up in the same place. Hello? Somebody's missing the mark somewhere. Alright? Truth is missing. I mean, untruth or lie mean missing the mark. You're off target. But we see that some have erred from the truth, but God gave us the spirit of acknowledging the truth. Amen. It says... When they heard this, they repented. When they heard this, they were baptized. When they heard this, they were prayed for, and they received the Holy Ghost. All right? Now, Second Timothy chapter 3, and verse 7, and verse 8, talking about our world. Our world is filled with people that will not come to the knowledge of the truth. They're always learning 
but never arriving at the mark. Truth. Never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, who are these people? Verse 8 identifies some quality people who belong to that group. It said, They withstood Moses, Janus, and Jambres. In other words, every miracle of Moses' work made the counterfeited to convince the people not to go with Moses, stay in Egypt. And the Bible said, They resisted the truth. And they have corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. So, don't be upset when people don't accept your truth. And the next thing you're going to realize is their lifestyle tell you why they don't obey the truth. Because they're reprobates. Their minds are corrupted. And they're infidels. And they're always studious but not acknowledging truth. So don't worry about them. They're false. They're not of the truth. And they erred from the truth. Now, I want to tell you that Christianity is true. If we read John 18 and verse 37, here is Jesus and Pilate confronting each other. After all, Christ is arrested. And Jesus said, I come to bear witness unto the truth. I come to bear witness unto the truth. And everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Everyone who is of the truth heareth my voice. I come to bear witness of the truth. And in verse 38, Pop turned around and said, well, okay, what is But he never waited to get the answer. He walked away. He was looking at truth right in the eyes. Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the light. Now, where is truth today in our world, in our city, locally here? In Isaiah 59 and verse 4. We're going to look where truth is today. Where is truth? Where can I go to find truth? Is truth anywhere, everywhere, or nowhere at all? Where can I find it? First, I have to know what truth is. And when I see it, I must locate it and say, this is truth. Jesus, through the prophet, Isaiah, because he was the God of the Old Testament, he said, none calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for what? Truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Now, that's a whole mouthful of satanic origin right there. They're not interested in truth. Let's vote the popular opinion. Let's be politically correct. Let's change God's institution by our national constitution. Verse 14. And judgment is turned away backwards. And justice stands afar off. That's our world. For truth is falling 
in the street. Where's truth? In the where? Street. And equity cannot enter. What's equity? What's equity, folks? Doing that which is integrity. Integritas. That's right. So see, nobody's asking for what's true. They're asking for what's popular, what's accepted. You know? Which way the wind is blowing. That's politics for you right there. And truth is abandoned and falling in the street. Verse 15. Yes, truth faileth. And he that depart from evil, you just set yourself up on the job for persecution. The truth of God's word. I don't care what the Bible says they say. Is what we're going to do. And the church won't meet there. That's to change their teachings. Otherwise, I'm not going to be there. If they want me to be a part of that religion, they say, they will be to quickly recognize that this is archaic teaching. And we're modern today. In other words, let's revise the scripture. Let's revise the tradition. Let's re- revise what God says. And let's not reread it, but rewrite it. I said, and it displeased the Lord when the Lord saw it. It displeased him, and he was what? Upset. So what's wrong with our world? Here's what's wrong with our world. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and verse 9, 10, and 11. So this now. He said, the devil is sending a messenger. He's coming with all signs. Signs. Lying wonders. That mean unusual, spectacular events. With all deceivableness, you know what deceivableness means? What you're looking at is not what you really see. What you're hearing is not really what it means. But the whole idea is to suck you in, that you be caught believing a lie, a counterfeit. And with all deceivableness, verse 10, of unrighteousness in them that perish, because... For the Antichrist to mess up people today's spirit, you first have to not have a love of the truth. I don't ever quarrel with preaching. I don't quarrel with teaching. And I don't tell the preacher, you shouldn't have preached that. Well, how do you know what God told him? Were you in the prior room and God told him what to do? Well, you shouldn't... You shouldn't ask them to do this and do that. Look what you look what you did. You run them off now. You caused them to leave. Look what you did. You did you know you offended so and so? Do you know so and so got angry over what you preached what you said? You know, folks, I'm I notice they come to my door with mail. The mailman comes. And they drop off all kind of letters at my box. And they don't care what the content of that letter is. They're just going to deliver it and walk away. They are not responsible for the content of that letter. So there's no need me go beat up on them. (laughs) 
What I did to bring me this Atco bill? And I go, I don't know anything about you and Atco, sir. I'm just dropping off the mail. You call them and deal with them. I wish more people go to God and say, God, I'm mad at you. But most folks just says, it's not God I'm mad with, it's the church. I didn't leave God, I left the church. As if there's a difference between the two. They received the love of the truth that it might be saved. And for this cause, God sent strong delusion. Right? That all might be damned. Why, God? Why would you do that? Because they believe not the truth. Now, I came here on Tuesday to, was it Tuesday? Yeah? Or Wednesday to come to church. The guy parked in my parking lot. So I saw this big truck. I want to know who this truck is. And I, and I thought, well, let's do this right. And I said, all right, I'll make a joke of it. What do you brought for me today? They started talking. So I'm the pastor of this church. Oh, yeah, you are. I've only been here. I told him. Then we started discussing. He said, well, the church is not the same today. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, the church down there. He's the, the part of the church is down there, right? And the church up there. I said, what do you mean they're not, not like they used to be? He said, well, first of all, folks go to church today, and they take out their phone watch, and they're watching the time. They just came in five minutes ago, and the sermon was too long. Five minutes gone, and the church should be over ready. He said. And they began to describe the church. He said, now, he said, but you know, I, he's been careful talking to me. And I said, now, I don't believe, I can't believe in a church where everything goes. No rules. You can live anyway, and he started naming stuff, like smoking. Right after church, after singing in the choir, smoking and drinking. He's telling me this. I'm, my wife is right there. I'm not lying. He's telling me this. And, and he said, they, they dress any old way. They kept turning backwards, he says. And they got these dirty boots on and, and jeans and all that stuff. And going through the whole nine yards as if he's trying to tell me about standard of holiness. He said, now, he said that, that church... You can do anything you want down there, he says. And he pointed out to me. What up on the hill? He said, well, that guy won't tell me anything at all. He said, when I was a kid, you go to church? Not so. He said, you go to church at 10 o'clock? And church finishes at 12? You have lunch? Then you come back for Sunday school. At 2 to 4. Then after 4, you go home and come for church at 7. Then he go home at 12. He said, that's how it used to be in Newfoundland. They said, now, one preacher tried to get them to live right. He said, he had to quit because they wanted to do anything and everything. And he couldn't put up with it. We said, this new guy, he, everything, he didn't stop everything. He didn't go. He's telling me that. And I'm listening. But every one of those members I met tell me, He's a nice guy. Oh, he's an awesome guy. One guy sat beside me. I was supposed to be extreme. He said, man, I said, where are you going to church? He said, down so. He told me where he's going. He said, oh, the, I love that church. I like what they're teaching me. I said, fine. I ain't listening to you. I got nothing to say to you. Stay where you are. You're happy there. If a guy's happy, why would he take you from there? No, I believe that. If you're happy where you are, stay where you are. Jesus said, if you're not sick, 
You don't need a physician. If you're, if you're content with the message that you got and how you're getting it in your front, stay there! Don't tell me it's to leave. Come on, I'll leave. But see, the problem is, it's called lies of fair leadership. Do what you feel like. The worst kind of leadership is authoritarian leadership. Where this is the way. Now, my friend told me that in his church, that they come wearing all kind of clothes, I mean, bulging and all that stuff, you know. So, 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 so now what I did was I got myself to air conditioning. I kept it so cold. <laughs> and the problem disappeared. I said, you're a wise preacher. So they, they come covered with blankets. They come whatever. I don't see no more nakedness. I said, I'm going to go and try that. Suppose I'm going to order some, some air conditioning. <laughs> no, you, you don't have that problem. But church, I thought, what a smart guy. Because he knows if you start telling them what to do, they're going to walk right out. He know. But verse 12 said, Who believe not the truth, but pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, here's a sad story here. Jeremiah 9 and verse 3 said, People are not valiant. The truth. So I think Christians can be politicians. It's impossible to be a, a true Christian to be a politician. It's impossible. Because they're going to tell you, leave your religion at home. I don't know how you do that. It's impossible. Hello? They take their vices to work and their cigarettes, but you can't take your Bible to, turn, to, to work. Hello? They take their comic strip to work, to, to, the, to, to work, I see them at porn in workplace. I see them put on the wall, dirty porns. Hello. In fact, the girls got so mad that they reported against them so they couldn't do any more. It was on the walls. Porns. Dirty porns. Horrible places to go to see. You know, those dirty pictures of loopers of men and women. Why would anyone want to see that? My God, you see one, you see them all. It's true. Hello. You can't take your kids there. You know, keep being in the workplace and, and on the wall, this, this illicit, terrible thing. Those girls are in bondage. And your kids don't need to see those things. Now, you folks, your kids have those cell phones, and they're going to end up in a cell that you don't like either. I want to tell you, kids, if you continue that, you come to become a rapist. Murderer. That's where it's going to take you to become a rapist. No rapist mean rape women because of the lust of the eye and the vent of the flesh. That's where it's going to end up eventually. All these rapists and these mass murderers. That's where they start out watching dirty magazines and they want what's not theirs. Hello. So you kids, you do privately. You will be seen publicly. Your name will be in the paper one of these days for the wicked thing in the earth, nasty you're watching and doing because that's where it takes you. It destroys. But if you love truth, truth, it's not when the kids say to mommy and daddy, I can't do that. We're Christian. 
You're ashamed to say you're a Christian? Then the devil already got you. You belong to Satan, friend. And if you want to know where you're going with Satan, it's hellfire brimstone. I raised it with a family who taught me very well, you know, that my parents did too. Boy, hell is where you're going to go if you keep doing what you're doing. Friend, it bothered me going to hell. You know why I didn't take drugs? Because I didn't want to go to hell. I thought about it. I've seen it. I said, I'm not going there. Amen. I believe the report that the weight of sin is death. If you play around and you feed your mind with that dirty stuff, you guys, kids, you hear me, kids? You, you probably do it, friend. And you little girls, you watch what you're playing with. You watch that Facebook. Why do you put it on there? Amen. Don't let your body come a meat market. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Dress your little girls right. And you teach all that. Well, Pastor, do you know... I ain't coming to your church. Don't worry about it. But I'll visit your kids in jail and prison. And in the hospital with AIDS and HIV and all that stuff. That's what you get, boy. You hang around that stuff. Every rapist start with reading dirty magazine. Everyone start with that. And pretty soon, that same devil that makes you read that begin to use you and abuse you. And pretty soon you lost control. So they're not vowing for truth. Chapter 9, verse 3. I think we should pray right now for our kids. Let's pray right now. There are kids in this church that need a God baptism of their mind and their brain and their heart. Come on, let's pray right now. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I was ashamed to say I go to that church. You belong to the devil. I was ashamed to say I believe that. You a Satan kid. You know what kids mean? Kids in service to Satan. You know who those people are? They don't like truth. What is truth? Truth about Jesus Christ. If you're ashamed of having your hair cut and look like a man, if you're ashamed of holiness and righteousness, there's something wrong with us. That if we don't want truth, they want lies. And so they're not valiant for truth upon the earth. And so they don't know God. No lie is of the truth. First John 2. Go there. And verse 4, 21, 27. Hallelujah. Parents, get your boys and teach them respect for women. Teach your girls to be a model lady. When you go shopping, take the Holy Spirit with you. You don't want ungodly men lusting for your kids and women. Hello. Because today, age is irrelevant. Amen. But truth set kids free. From certain lifestyle. Praise God. Make kids know that picture is not of God. 
There's an iron seen eyes of God watching you. That used to bother me, man. Everybody God knew God's watching. Ooh, ooh, I can't from God. Ooh, ooh. I just gave up and do what's right. <laughs> well, I was no saint. I was a sinner. But I want to tell you, friend, they planted a seed in me that made me tremble. Amen. First John 2, and verse 4. It says, Who is a liar? It's somebody who have not the truth in them. Verse 21. You know, I was on the cruise, and this guy came and sat beside me. You know, I went up to read my Bible. I sat there one night. He says, can I buy you a drink? I thought, you monkey. <laughs> I paid my way on this ship. What makes you think I want you a lousy drink? I know what he was. He was a rat, but throw the F. You can smell a mile off. Would it buy me a drink? I thought, Are you a rotten thing. Hallelujah. Verse 21. Oh, you got guys going on cruise, boy, friend, looking for other men. And girls looking for other girls. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. you got to watch yourself. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why you should wear some of the most stinking perfume I want to be beside you. God, chasing away perfume. Don't smell so sweet and nice. And watch your boys bring out this fine vest. Hey! Boy, bring your vest on. Yes, sir. Put those soldier boots on that poor girl. Buy a nice shoes. Try walking around right there. <laughs> You're tipping on her toe. <laughs> All right. All oh, those tight, tight pants. My God. Got sprayed on. You know how they go in those pants? Is? My God. Almost need a lint spring to pull it off. Verse 21. <laughs> he said, you know the truth. But look at the time John mentioned truth. In verse 4, in verse 21, verse 27, he said, you have anointed that teaches the truth. Church, the truth will set us free. Our God said no lies of the truth. Amen? Jeremiah 32, in verse 4. He's a God of truth. Now, Mom and Dad, listen to me. When I was in England... My mom said to this kid, Why do you always lie to your mom? Because mom says, She's a kid's a liar. I said, Sister Neil, my mom told me if I tell the truth, she will not slap me. And I told the truth that your should whip me. That mom betrayed her trust. And for, well, I'd lie too. If you lie, I'll take your thing off it, right? It doesn't matter either way. Kids are going to depend on you to stay to your word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you, parents, don't try and be a friend of your kid if it means compromising. I'm not your friend. I'm your mama. And your daddy, boy, sit down. Woo. I lost you now. Hi, Marcus. 
Thomas. Sorry. Mark's over there. Get too mixed up all the time. Thomas, welcome back to church. You a hand clap, folks. You're going to sing on Sunday for us. That's all about it. But church, I mean, folks, you know, you love your kids, but you can't become their friends all the time. You got to put your foot down. All right? He said, look, it says in verse 45 and 46, that I tell you the truth. And what is truth? Truth is Jesus Christ. All right? Second Timothy 4 and verse 4 said, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. Titus 1 and verse 1 and 14 says, They won't acknowledge the truth. Amen. So they turn from the truth. James 5 and 19 says, They err from the truth. Second Peter 2, 2 says what? The way of truth shall even be spoken of. In other words, I can live a life that defame Christianity. You can. I say I'm a Christian, right? But I'm not living right. What do I do? I bring disgrace on Jesus Christ. I bring him to an open shame. Peter said, but he didn't know the truth. After you know it, then you turn from it, right? And cause people to uh, blaspheme God. All right? Now, Psalm 119 and verse 30 says, I have chosen the way of truth. I'll tell you, church, you and I can do more damage to Jesus Christ's cause than the guy on the street in the bar. We're professing Christians. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, folks, be careful where you take your kids. You have a, a, a judicial responsibility to check what they're reading. I'll log under your roof, check their drawers. Check their clothing, smell it for cigarettes. Look for change of behavior. Huh? Well, start hiding things from you. Something's wrong. What's the friends they keep? The music they listen to. If you need me, let Big Brother watch him. Put a camera on them. Put a bug on them. where they're going. Ooh. If you love your kid, you want to keep your kid out of hell. Come on. You want to save that boy and that girl? Get involved in their lives. Talk to their teacher. See what their teacher believe. See what they're telling their kids. Be careful who teach your kids music. Lord have mercy. Make sure they play the right kind of music. The first song I learned to play in music is, Jesus love me, this I know. Not Sonata of Beethoven or, or Handel. I don't care what Handel and Beethoven. What? Why care about those guys? I want to know how to play. Jesus paid it all. When I start playing that, he will come close to me. Music attract devils. Come on. I ain't going to waste my money sending my kids to, to play on God the music. No, I want to play for Jesus. David played for the Lord. He got that old, that old harp and he put on that string for him. I tell you, in the spirit of a wicked man, felt good. That's right. That's right. Amen. Oh, Lord, have mercy now. 
It doesn't matter. Now, folks, I'm going to show you some things here that I'm going to blow you away. Is that ready for it? Ready to be blown away? Well, I'm going to blow any out. Now, folks, that was been my heart. My wife do that. I wonder what kind of heart her husband has. Hallelujah. Now, what is truth? Take time and show those pictures real good to my distant audience. Can you see that? What is truth? What is truth? I believe truth is the Word of God. But then when I say that, I say, what's God talking about? What's His name? Could be any God. Any God. Any kind of God. Demi-God. No God. A God. Or gods. But in our world today, we're still tired of baby with us. There are books on religion galore. Books on philosophies galore. Books on science galore. And others, to name just a few. And they all are written to contradict the Bible. Every one of them are written to contradict the Bible. Can you see it, folks? They're written to contradict the Bible. Now, all these books, I'm going to prove to you all those books don't have all errors. Otherwise, they would, they would, they would not catch you. Okay? Here's my little map. Can you all see that? Can you guys see all? Can you all see that? I hope you can. I'll get the camera up. I'll get the camera back there and, and focus it on the board there for me. You can get it on the board if you can. But right here's a map I drew, my chart. I call this the truth, the truth map. I mean, can you see that? It's a truth map. And this truth map here that I'm showing you right now, this is acceptance. Low acceptance, high acceptance of truth. On a scale of low acceptance and high acceptance, truth. And then we take truth on the X scale. It says truth, no truth. Range to absolute truth. It's a range. What I'm showing you here is that when you have no truth, the acceptance is high. Very high. No truth. People applaud you to mock Bible, mock things of God. Government will support you. Every church I know in our fellowship that want to build a church City halls always get in trouble without fail. And give casino okay without any restrictions. And give uh, questionable uh, operate operatives their license just like that. But give churches problems all the time. Restrictions that others don't have to go through. Because you see, the kingdom of this world is in contradiction to the kingdom of God. And so the world have no truth or absolute truth. Or the world has no truth or maybe some truth or absolute truth. 
I'm going to say today, all three exist. All three exist. And we're divided along those lines. People got no truth, some truth, or absolute truth. And so, and you can see my curve as you move towards absolute truth. No truth, the line goes up. High acceptance. Some truth, low acceptance. Absolute truth, zero acceptance to low. How many can see that? Zero to what? See that? I draw this curve. So the belief system in our world is, is, is diminishing as you come towards truth. As you come to the light, light is offensive. Men love darkness more than light. Truth is light. Darkness is absence of truth. And the curve shows you the belief system as it's wrong. You should mark this down. You should teach your kids to tell the truth. No matter what the cost. Because Satan is the father of lies. And when you are practicing lies, your father is not God. Even though you think you're praying to God, you're praying to the devil. Because he is your father. You practice what he does. He's the father of lies. It don't take long to find out who... You know, kids, kids don't say, I don't want to go to the dance. I don't want to go to parties. But always say, I don't want to go to church. There's a spirit in them. There's a spirit in them. And that spirit is small, but it will get bigger eventually. When they carry out that same statement, you know where they're headed. And if you don't change that for them and help them change it, they will go in that direction. All right? Science says no truth. Philosophy says some truth. The Bible says absolute truth. And we're living in a generation that accept the concept of philosophy and science at the expense of God's Word, the Bible. Look at it, folks. No truth means I think. I don't care what God says. Situational truth says I believe, but based on situation. Some truth. And then absolute truth says, it is so because of the revelation we have, the inspiration God gave, and the illumination God gave. It's absolute facts. Our monotheism, situational truth says, there may be a God, but I'm not sure. Or, there are many gods. Why is your God better than my God? All gods are the same. You know, one word religion. Puts on the same... It's where our city is, right here. And here's where a lot of people are. No truth, no God. I'm it, and that's it. Where this all started. The world started with absolute truth. We started out there. Genesis, absolute truth. Adam had no problem believing there's a God because he talked to him. Nor Eve. But as we come down to where you and I were living today, what do we have? We've gone from absolute high truth to the decline of truth. 
Hello? Destitution of truth. When Christ came, they didn't even know Him. He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, for Him, and the world knew not. That means there was absolutely no truth. No truth. He said, I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the light. And they said, no way. You're not it. When they, when they knew Him as God, they glorify Him not as God. Because they have no truth. The truth is not in them. So they can't speak of that truth. Alright? So the world knew him not and they tried to kill him. Right? Because he told them the truth. And what happened here now, we find that as time goes on, we're going to see a revival of truth coming back after the tribulation. Revelation talks about the restoration and the comeback of absolute truth. Where the knowledge of the Lord shall fill the earth from sea to sea, from east to west to north and south. It's going to happen. But right now, where are we? They know not God. And if they don't know God, they won't know the children of God. They knew Him not, therefore they know us not. And they're in darkness. So we look at this here. 4,000 years there were not, Israel was not valiant for truth, and they were left with some truth. And by the time he came, Jesus Christ came, truth was falling into the street. He tried to pick it back up and restore truth. They said, the apostles turned the world upside down. Why? Because it was turned wrong side up. Right? Now look here, folks. Then we see here, 2,000 years, uh, a quest to bring truth back to our world. And it came, and they tried to stomp it out. Rome did. Is that right? Rome tried hard, and when she couldn't do it, she joined it. And what did she do? She mixed truth and error. She sowed tares among the wheat. So you can't tell the difference except you're an expert at that. So we have 2,000 years of the two growing together. Truth and error. Wheat and tear. Right and wrong. But in the year of the millennium, 1,000 years to come, truth will come back to the world. Because the Bible said that. Now, truth today is falling in the street. You know that. Ten Commandments is removed from every building of schools, every place of employment in the government that has to do with, and democracy reigns. The people is God. And God is outside the door. They ascribe weather pattern to man's activity and not to God control. Right? Evolution, reign, creation, be damned. Now, Here's positive truth, and here is the negative response to truth. Jesus is the, uh, is the father and God of truth. Satan is the father of lies. Now, the source of lies, right, is Satan. He abode not in the truth, and produced a generation and people, nation and kingdom of tongue, that are not valiant for 
truth. The world does not love the truth. The world will not acknowledge the truth. The world is destitute of truth. The world turn away their ears from the truth. The world changed truth into a lie. The world, in the world, truth is falling in the street. And the world believe not the truth. So, we have a dichotomy here. Then, absolute truth is found in Jesus Christ. He's the way, the only way, the only truth, and the only light. Alright? He gave us a faith once, notice here, delivered. No reformers can bring anything else in. And that one delivered faith taught us one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one spirit. He said, you cannot serve two masters. You won't serve one. He said, beside me, I don't know any other God. You know one? Talk about him. I don't know about him. All right? He teaches us his absolute truth. There's no other doctrine, no other gospel, no other way, no other door, no other faith, no other foundation, no other keys. No other method for salvation. That's absolute truth and the source of absolute truth. Now, folk, you can teach your kids mathematical science and, bless God, all that garbage, but when you're done, they're going to end up in hell in the cemetery like everybody else. You sit down with your Bible and teach your sons and daughters the truth. The word that endured for all generations. Read to them Psalms 19 about the quality of God's law. Read to them Psalm 139 about where they came from. Who put the body parts there? It's not for sexual perversion. Huh? Your body was made to glorify God. Not to degrade it into less than animal lifestyle. Now, but remember now, the world doesn't like truth. Now, I, I, I was taught chemistry when I learned metallurgy, in the study of metallurgy of metals and all that stuff. And we have what's called test tubes. We did science. We mixed chemicals, right? We had a periodic table, and we mix all those elements and come with various alloy. Now, if a thing is 99.99% pure, is it still pure? Okay, 99.9999999999. Recurring nines. Is it still pure? No. Because this one little defect makes it cease to be a thoroughbred. Is a mongrel. A mongrel cannot have a, a thoroughbred cannot have one gene of a mongrel. The value goes down. It ceased to be a thoroughbred. Right? Now, so eleven is the same as a defect. One spot and one eleven can keep you out of heaven. Hello? Beliefs 
versions of the Bible, doctrines, and profession. Today, professing people, if you got these spots or eleven, one little spot, are they still okay? No. God says all liars. Now, kids, listen to me now, kids. We are all kids. We all lie when we're kids. But let's remind you, He says all liars. That means you. God don't respect persons. That means God don't give you a baby or an adult. If you lie, you lied. And no liar shall enter in the kingdom of God. So you tell lies, you plan to go to hell. Hello? That's what you do. So this is not a joke thing. We need to pass on the fear of God to our kids. That they know this is not a joke. You're not pleasing mommy and daddy. Mommy and daddy can't help you when you're standing for God. Just like when you're standing for the judge downtown, mommy and daddy can't help you. They can't bail you out. You're under the law control. Thank God for parental control. It's better than the government control. And you don't face God control. It's even worse. All right, now look at this. I just spelled right, but recipe for rejection, recipe for acceptance of truth. I have a folks say, Pastor, if you see me doing anything wrong, please come and talk to me. That person is lying with deceit. They don't mean a word they have said. Now, I wish to God they wouldn't say that too because they don't mean it. They're lying. Because every time I have applied that request, everyone left church mad. Guaranteed. And you're no different either. You can't take whole truth. Amen. But you should always pray, God, let me embrace truth. Let me abhor evil. And give me a heart for receptivity to what's true. And stop saying, poor me, poor I. Oh, you're, you're afflicted. Now the victim complex, oh, whining spirit. I'd rather worship God than whine about God. Now, I'm showing you this little formula here. This does happen. When you give truth, people reject. Look at this. These two statements. Thou shalt surely die. That's whole truth. I'm trying to show what truth is, folks. This is whole truth. Thou shalt surely die. God said that. Then the father of lies showed up after the father of truth spoke and said, Now, thou shalt not surely die. Now, the devil is stupid and also smart. It didn't change the word completely. He left it like God said it, but added a little bit to it. Because he knew if I'm going to catch them, I have to leave some truth in it. Oh, I wish you guys could see that. I want to get some truth in it that I may dice you with the no truth. You know, bacteria, folks, bacteria is just a little speck. Just one little speck gets in you and mess up your body. Bacteria, just a little speck and you're messed up. It doesn't take much to ruin your reputation. Just a little speck and you lost it. Now, folks, this is very important for you to look at this. 
They rejected truth. The absolute truth. The whole truth. Let's show that. And accepted the lies that said, Thou shalt not show that why. Because he told them what they wanted to hear. And not what they needed to hear. Now, somebody came in this church. That man walked out. Because the church said you can't let your kid do certain thing in church. They got man walked out and said, too much rules, too much rules. Well, friend, if I go downtown to the courthouse, I don't think that kid could do the same thing there. But they bow to that, but not to God. Respect the person, don't they? Hello, look at this here. Now, if you can bake like cake or fritters, or if you can bake a bread, or if you can bake a cake, a birthday cake, you know, a nice cake, or even cook a piece of caviar, whatever that is. And you require three eggs, two pounds of fine flour, one pint of water, half a teaspoon of salt, maybe some, well, maybe I'm sure butter should be in there too, right? Some butter in there too. Right? And then, this would be 100% cake requirement. But then, you don't want to go down to the store and shop. You're too lazy to go down there and do it. So you take your cupboards out, and you, you say, I'll use what I have. One and a half eggs, two pounds of flour, one pint of water. Well, that's close enough. I'm going to mix it all up, stir it up, and get the same cake. Will it turn out the same? Absolutely not. No matter what you do, you can't produce this cake. What's the problem? That's the danger of omission or addition. No matter how you cook it. Now, church, you know, if a thing is spoiled, you can't cook it good. <laughs> All the seasoning will make it good. It's still no good. Acts 2.30 says, I want remission of sins. You change and put forgiveness of sin. Is that the same? No. If it's the same, then the cake should be the same. Is that right? Let's do some chemistry here. Aha, back to school, guys. Got some teasing around here. Ooh, teachers, where you are? Put your hand up. Okay, admit your faults. All right? Here's Adam. Adam, thou shalt surely die. Genesis 2.17. Father of truth says that. But the father of lies says, Thou shalt not surely die. Genesis 3, 4. That was what was right. Now, if you didn't know who said what, those two seem pretty competitive. That's the world today. Amen. One says, You're going to go to hell if you die. Lost. And one says, No, you won't. Right? you got to choose what you believe. Not surely die or surely die. With the sin... Is death. One guy said, no, won't happen. Look at this now. In the laboratory, I got, I want to form water. So I got one nitrogen, two oxygen gas, equal water. Is that really true? Is that true? Who said yes? Put your hand up. Okay? Put your hand up, guys. Let's go. Okay? Don't forget, now, mark those guys. You got to put a mark on them. Two oxygen Two oxygen uh, gas, H2, 
plus one oxygen gas, O2, equal two, 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 two water molecules. Is that right? Is that right? Uh, oh, who says no? Put your hand up. Who says yes? Put your hand up. That's right. All right? This one right here, two oxygen plus one oxygen O3, if it does exist, equal one water molecule. Is that true? Okay. The only right person, and there's none in the building, is this one. Because hydrogen is of one valence, oxygen is two, and this is you out here four. This, this is not balanced. Hello? I got four oxygen here, I got one oxygen over here, I got one oxygen here, I got two over here. It's not balanced. It's not balanced. You're wrong. You all failed chemistry. But if I look right here, this is right. I got four hydrogen, four hydrogen, two oxygen, and two over here. Oxygen is O2. It's a gas. H2O. That's two water molecules. The, yes? Folks, trust me, I'm right. I got right here again, four, right? Four plus O2. It's a gas. This is O2 with the rest of in energy. What does that happen? Oxygen goes between energy. It's called exothermic reaction. In other words, there's an energy release right here. That's how it does to give you a water molecule. Check it out for me. Right now, check it. You'll see I'm right. And all those who all those who are wrong, you're gonna pay me a thousand dollars because I'm right right here. Write it down right here. I'm gonna say here right now, two H two gas, one oxygen gas, right? Right here, right here, equal two water molecules. H two O is a water molecule. I'll show you if that works. Well, it is. I'm going to see that now. Two, two is four. Four. Two here, two here. Right? Am I right? Am I right? That's from the pastor. God said he'll teach you knowledge and wisdom, right? Just did it a while ago. Thank you, Sister B. Now, but you see, they all look alike, but they're wrong. You have to know what you're looking for. And by the same token here, some truth are our whole truth. In these Bibles here, the North American Standard Bible, right? All these Bibles here are Bible with some truth. There is no Bible on earth that don't have no truth. There are no books on earth that have no truth in them. There's always some truth. But sub-truth is not enough to save you. What's going to save you is whole truth. All truth. Some of you folks look pretty lost there. Hello. Now, if I go to the, the NI, New Testament Version Bible, New Kingdom Version Bible, <coughs> Revised Standard Version Bible, New Century Version Bible, New American Standard Version Bible, Revised Standard Version Bible, the Living Bible, and others. They're, they're called Bibles. 
But they're not 100% wrong. They are about some truth. And it contained the Word of God. What the devil said to Adam and Eve contained the Word of God, but was not the Word of God. You forget that? It contained the Word of God. And these contain the Talmud, the Koran, and the Washington, and the Book of Mormon, and the Vulgate, the Sign of Philosophy, and all these versions. Amen. They contain some parts of the Word of God. But they're not the Word of God. What is the Word of God? The Law, the Prophets, the Psalms, the Gospel, the Epistles, and the Revelation of the Word of God. Hello. What does it teach? That's why we love the KJV Bible. Because the KJV Bible is in agreement with truth. It teaches one door, one God, one faith, one baptism, one gospel, one doctrine, one foundation. And it goes on. We can see that. Now, folks, look at this. 99.99% right. Oh. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So why do some church teach it's wrong to have music in church? When the Bible says what? With the loud sounding cymbals. Put them in the dance. Clap your hands. And the high sound string instruments. Play one of the organs. So, come on now. And the guy said, I don't want that. He left that out of the cake. Hello? He's affecting worship. All right? You leave Jesus Christ's name on a baptism, you affect the baptism. <laughs> you folks are getting in here. The whole truth is that Jesus Christ is the only way, the only truth, the only life, the only door, the only Savior, the only Creator, the only one true God. There's only one way to be born again. Only one church, one Bible, one... <laughs> Come on now. It makes sense to me. But here, you're going to find some truth in the Reformers, some truth in Muhammad, some truth in Buddha, some truth in Joseph Smith, in the Pope, some truth, Ellen G. White, some truth, Krishna teaching, some truth, the Baha'i faith, some truth, religion, some truth, scientists, some truth, philosophers, some truth, politicians, some truth, come on, the apologists, some truth, secularism, some truth, humanism, some truth and seminaries, some truth, but the whole truth. And we want the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. So, what am I saying, folks? What am I saying here? Many religions, yes, but one plan for salvation. One God, one church, one faith, one baptism. You got to understand this church. Your kids must know the difference between truth and error. Your kids must know at school they're not inferior to other kids. Because they don't smoke, don't mean they're a dropout. Because they don't take drugs, they're not misfit. It takes the power of God to keep you from cigarettes and, and drugs. It takes the power of God to keep you from alcohol, boys, and from being porn driven. Hey, you are. You're in the covering of God. You should be proud of it that your hair is not long like a hippie. Come on. Not be ashamed of it. Not be ashamed of your church or the pastor by the saints or the fact that you pray for your meal you give thanks. 
You didn't put it there. God put it there. Hold truth say, give thanks unto the Lord. And the guy said in the world, what for? I paid for it. I bought it. Look at this church. Before we close today, look at this. Some truth is not good enough. I'm not saying answer is good enough. I'm saying some truth will never be good enough. Why? They're ever learning and never what? Arriving at the truth. Here's the hook. Here's the bait. I went fishing, so I learned about fishing. Let me see you today. Hook, the devil come to the humanity of people, the sea of humanity, and he come with this big old bait, some truth. Those people are not dumb. They're in that religion or faith, what they're doing, or lodge or society, because of some good that offers them. But it's not the whole program of truth. Understand that. They're not dumb. The Catholic Church is not all error. Or the Baptist Church. Hello. There is some truth there. But that's the hook. The rest is going to catch you. Comes with it. Now, the sea of humanity. They got caught with a 99%. You know, the name of Jesus Christ dignified a lot of stuff originally. But what they, what they added to it is the poison. What they put in there was not there. The word not there is what causing the problem. Amen? No, not there is what causing the problem. So they got hooked up. And what they put the world's, call the world's view. The world's view of truth today. Their basis for belief is some believe on some truth, half truth, no truth. Your truth, my truth, huh? It depends on situation for truth, the majority acceptance for truth, or research truth, orthodoxy truth, historical belief truth, archaeological belief truth, age of manuscript truth, accreditation by religion truth, political persuasion truth, correctness, hello, supplemental, uh, supported by Greek. Lexicon and Hebrew, and also by traditions and scholarship. People are grasping at their beliefs on those foundations. Jesus called that foundation of the what? Sand. Now, he's more simple than I am. He said, they're on a sand foundation. They put a building up. It's a sand. It's a building with sand foundation. We got a building too. From a rock foundation. This is their foundation. But over here, we see the political the hook of the bait of the political persuasion is based on evolutionary doctrine that contradict, right? And the contradict of science, religion, and the origin of man, seminary and the creeds, and the existence of God. All these guys have hooked people. And here's the, here's the nice thing about this, folks. I shouldn't say nice because it's very base. Jesus says, the narrow way is so straight and narrow that means you have to change, it won't change. Therefore, they chose the broad way and the wide gate, no change. 
No change. Just keep on going the way they are. What bothered me is some of you folks know people are living in sin and you still feel inferior to them. That's amazing. You're living a better, upstanding Christian life, moral, right, properly, and they're living degraded life, and they can badmouth you to make you even fret. And you know, if the Lord come right now, they go no place. And yet, you make them feel better, as if they're better than you are. They never one time move me one bit. Hello. Remember this empty barrel makes the most what? Noise. Sounding brass and they think what? Well, they don't have it. And our kids don't know that Pentecostals are true Pentecostals of Acts two thirty and the one God are the elite on earth. And they think we're inferior. I went to the hospital one time to pray for a lady. I never forget, man, they were the devil in a way. But they came to my church. And for a while, I was their pastor. I thought I was anyway. And they were seeking the hospital. I went to pray for them. And when I went, she just went in a coma. And just didn't want to talk to me at all. Man. She, didn't, she was mad with me. Just, just mad. So she was in a, in a kind of a coma. So I couldn't talk to her. Now, I knew what she was doing. But I played naive. And then one of these false guys in church, Tanya walked up. Amen. Her eyes open right up. You know what she said? He's just going to introduce me. He says, Pastor so-and-so, this is Trevor Neal. I says, you devil. <laughs> what I said to myself, you devil, you will pay. Mentally mad? Yes. Because like I could sailing down the road? Yes. And I figured I went to a city one, one place. I was preaching at a conference, and everybody was making lots of me coming down in this huge church. They were shaking my hand and carrying on. And guess who was there? She was. I'm not sure where her husband went. He, he was also a loony. Long before a loony came into existence, he was a loony. In fact, I got a call from down, uh, call, call from the station. Do you know this guy? He's on the street acting strange, says he knows you. I know why some guys said they know me and I don't know them. But I line up, folks. She stretched her hand to shake my hand. And God make the green apple. She dropped like Dagon dropped before the ark. And hit her head against the pews. Bang. Knocked out cold. I didn't know that much power inside of me. But God said, you ain't going to falsify this today. I remember you. She was knocked out cold. I didn't touch her. God put her on her face to bow. I want to tell you, church, the word going to lick your boots. God told the church that they may know that I love you. You're my people. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to tell you, sometimes some of you saints, other saints get feeling inferior. You're dumb. If anybody in this church can make you feel inferior, then you deserve to feel inferior. They're not your God. They're not your boss. 
They can call you all they want to. But to Jesus Christ, you are his jewels. You are his precious ones. And I don't care what you say about me. You say, I shouldn't fly because I'm the bumblebee. But I'm going to fly regardless of what you say. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. You can't put that person down. And some of you let people run in the church. You can't run me off. You're going to bring me on, and you can't run me off either. I'm settled in Jesus Christ. Well, I won't go to church. If so-and-so go there, my friend, I'll go more than torture them. My boss couldn't let me quit. I mean, what do you do? I said, man, I'm going to stay and torture you. Every day you'll see me got heartburn. Him? They stopped me from eating my bread and butter? No! God gave me this tub. Come on, somebody. Pat yourself on the back and say, I'm the church. Go ahead. See, I don't like I don't care if you don't like me. God loves me. He likes me. Come on. Say, God likes me. God loves me. That's all that matter. I'm coming to the club. I'm closing on I'll try to get there. I'm really trying. Well, the source of truth. The wisdom, either from above or from below. From below, it's rationalism, sensualism, speculation, devilness. It's hypothesis. It's theories of man. And friend, I don't believe these guys who are digging the cemetery looking for dead men's bones called archaeologists. They're crackpots. Archaeologists are the most stupidest people on earth. What on earth are they doing in the cemetery digging for fossils of bones? Not even the elephant does that. Hallelujah. Those guys don't know anything. I take one bone and say, that's a Cro-Magnum man. Nonsense. Foolishness. All right? But our knowledge from above, church, is of no private interpretation. Not the will of a man. It's perfect and complete. Read Psalms 19. We have a revelation. And I call it objective reality. And they have subjective, so-called reality. So, here we are. The greatest test on earth. This is the final test. Kids, listen to me now, kids. You're a teacher. Can't go to school for five years or six years and come back and tell me they know as much as God. I don't think you heard me. Some little guy, they can't put his pants on right, go to university for 10 years, and say he's going to tell God how the world was made. The guy's dumb. You know, that's the people in welfare trying to tell to run, run your family, and they don't even have a family. <laughs> it's like those guys who have never been on a cruise and trying to tell you where to go for holidays. <laughs> they have no idea what the place is like. Those kind of people. You don't admit it, you've been taken. <laughs> well, look at this, folks. Objective reality, thou shalt surely die. Subjective reality, you not surely die. Well, Christ is the only one who got resurrected. And if you doubt it, the test will come. When he comes back with objective reality, with resurrection from the dead, he first came. Therefore, there will be a second coming. There will be a watchful judgment. There will be punishment of the wicked. 
and reward for the righteous. That's objective reality. That can be proven or disproved. Time will take care of that. Right? But there's no power on earth over death today by those who belong to subjective reality. Medical science, researchers, by the way, research means I don't know. I'm looking again. That's what it means. Well, research says, I'm not impressed by your research. I researched all the time. I can't find my socks. What does research mean? It means you're digging in the wrong place. You guys say, well, research says. Hello. Or, or, the, Bibli- or the, the bibliographic says. You guys don't know anything. Come on, church. Look, medical science don't know. Scientists can't start from dying. Is that right? These guys can't start from dying. Philosophers die. Muslims die. Roman Catholic dies. Baha'i faith dies. Sheikhs, politicians, educators, university professors, multi, come on, military generals, and they all die. I'm trying to tell you, church, they don't have the answer. Let's stand. I'm not done. Got to finish this some of the time, which will be a hard thing to do. Don't tell you right now, church. I got some things I have in my Bible that tells me I know I'm right. God did three things between 1900 and now. You're 1900 A.D. and now. Folks, listen to this. God did it. In 1901, He confirmed anybody who searched the Bible will have a Topeka's Kansas experience. It happened. In 1906, there was an Azusa Street revival. It happened February 22nd. The Hogus came as the Book of Acts. In 1912, Ari McKillister in Ariel, uh, Canada, it happened. The oneness of God was revealed. All because men and women took 1611 version Bible and searched and asked God to repeat the day of Pentecost. It happened. None of these other Bibles have ever experienced that. Hello? The confirmation took place in 1901 in Kansas, 1906, Azusa Street, 1912, Aurora, and John 5.39 said, search the scriptures. We can search our Bibles. You can do it right now. I can give you a lexicon and find it. In fact, it's in my room right there. So Stephen, go get my Bible, that, that uh, dictionary, please. A red Bible dictionary. I'm going to show it to you. And I will, I'll, I'll pay you $500. If you can take any of these Bible, New International Version, New King Version, all the other version Bible, and use this book and find words in there. You cannot find it. Folks, listen to me. You cannot use... Stephen, it's looking at you right there. That's it. That's it. Strong's. Now, I don't care who's strong, but strong came in long after the revival came into existence. This guy called Strong. God, look at this real good. This book right here. Take any word from your Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, and chain reference it. 
It's called Church of Scripture, John 5.39. You'll find relational Scripture. You'll find their mates, Isaiah 34.15-16. You'll find line upon line, precept upon precept, Isaiah 28.10-13. You can also compare text in context, 1 Corinthians 2.13. You'll find the witness of two or three or more Relative scriptures, St. Corinthians 13, 1, it will be confirmed. There are no contradictions. Acts 14, 22. You'll find there's no private interpretation. St. Peter 1, 20. You'll find it's not the will of men. St. Peter 1, 21. Alright? Now, when you do this, I'm going to challenge you, please, get these other version Bible and do a chain reference. You know what they tell me in my computer? Word not found. Not found. Godhead, not found. Mr. Godliness, not found. Is that the version of Bible? Remission of sins, not found. What are we dealing with? Romans one twenty five. They change the truth into what? Lie. We now come into an era called a famine in the land. Farming for hearing the word of God. Praise God. People are corrupting the Word of God. 2 Corinthians 2.17 Alright? And last but not least, they handle the Word of God deceitfully. I'm not done. I'm going to stop. Why on earth do we compare ourselves so unfavorably to these counterfeit, out of context, loonies on earth? We have the truth and the world knoweth us not because they knew him not what is truth you don't want a church that will lie to you now I know people in Pentecost in our, in our faith choose church because of convenience convenience of teaching convenience of belief Convenience of activities and permissiveness, promiscuity of beliefs. Hello? If they want that, that's fine, but I'm concerned about this deception. Antichrist will bring a lie to us. It's right here. False prophets bring a lie to us. The dragon will and the woman will. Does it matter? When you tell your kid, Santa came down the chimney and put his gift there, you liar. Oh, Christ was born on December 25th. You lie. And a whole lot more lies. Well, all liars, church, all liars. Well, you don't have to speak in tongues when you get the Holy Ghost. You just lied. Oh, it's not for us today. You just lied. And lied. And lied. And lied. Oh, God is three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. God doesn't say that. He said, God the Father, yes. Son of God, yes. God the Holy Ghost, God, yes. But not God the Holy Ghost, God the Son. You lied. You added. 
or you take from the Bible. Let's bow your heads tonight. Lord, guide us in all truth. Teach us truth. And let us realize that the truth is not in the devil. And we're not going to join him because he changed truth into a lie. We don't want to err from the truth. We want to be valiant for the truth. We want to arrive at the truth, God. I'm thankful that Jesus is the true way, the true God, and eternal life. Thank you for this truth, God. Thank you for one God. His name is Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, that there is no other way but the apostles' doctrine, which is the doctrine of Christ. The baptism and remission of sin must be preached in His name. By full immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for it, God. We're buried with Him in baptism. We speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost give utterance. We live holy because that's right.